Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show where each week we're joined by a new personality who we signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Check out some of our network mates. It is what it is. The Roaring Riot Podcast, Not What You Think, and the Carolina Line for more great talk about your favorite team. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter, at the Riot Network, to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, love us wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. With me, as always, Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, and is excited to see the Hornets finish with the ninth draft pick for the millionth year in a row. It's the end of the road. That's all I got for you right now. I wanted to hear more. I Yeah. You're, Give well, the people more. I need some boys. I'm bringing the men. I need some boys in this group. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be trouble. And that's the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, once again for being here. Also, Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, ate two dozen wings last night and is still feeling it this afternoon. That's right. Can you be like wing hungover, like wing over? I feel like I definitely am. Uh, but it was worth it. Thank you for having me. Yelp wing fling. Do it. Yes. Yelp it up. Thank you. I don't talk a lot about my other life, but I really appreciate you being one of the judges for Yelp's wing fling last night, uh, benefiting uh, the Steve Smith Family Foundation. Gerard and Steve had to fly out this morning, so we don't know the donation total yet. So hopefully we'll have that in the next day. There were some one-day contract listeners there. Oh, nice. Somebody actually asked where you were. Oh, man. I was stuffing my face with wings. And I said, uh, Josh, one or two. Yeah. And I said, they're both here. See that? I don't like that. Josh, no. number one. Josh Sims, number two. Josh Sims, number two. I might make a shirt for him that says Josh, number two. Now, did you and get invited to be the judge because you're an award-winning podcaster? That's right. Okay. Award-winning. And uh, and because I think because I was 90% vegetarian, they were Nikki was like, let's get the 10% in all in one night. And that's exactly what I yeah, did. They knew you were going to eat some wings. Yeah, yeah. They, I, were, they were fairly confident in your wing-eating ability. I look like a man who can... Eat some wings. <laughs> like I have that. I have that kind of face and body type. You so wear it. So yeah. Nikki's a good scout, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She could tell. You know, I got the I got the body type for it, and I'm naturally right-handed, which is nice because I was eating a lot on the right-handed side of the. <laughs> There was a tofu wing, I heard. Did yeah, Renee get... had it. She loved yeah, it. My loved lovely it. wife, Renee. She was Killer very bees. much enjoyed it. Yeah, she had a Killer couple bees. of them. Killer bees won a lot of awards last night, so congrats to them. There you go. Killer bees. Well, let's introduce our guest so that he can uh, talk more. Sorry. On the one-day contract this week, Joe Person, Panthers beat writer for The Athletic, board member of the Dilworth Little League <laughs> program, and winner of the Good Guy Award on the Panthers beat eight years running. Wow. Well, that's because I'm the only one who votes for it. So like, it's like, <laughs> who's the good guy? I guess it's me again. Yeah. Although wing eater here might be in the running here soon. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll have I, to have you come eat some wings next year and judge. I would love to. Can you and, eat 40 wings? Uh, not left-handed, but right-handed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many wings did you right eat spot. last night? Do you well, know? Well, I definitely had – there were 21 different yep. – uh, 21 different stops and multiple places were like, well, you got to try all three of these. Wow. So I probably, ha- I probably had a, over, I probably right about 30 and, um, <laughs> nice the even, last, even number. Yeah, exactly. The last couple were woof. They were, they were tough to get down. <laughs> they were tough to get down. Did you immediately just fall asleep in the car? Uh, yeah, I would, I took the light rail home, which was a real mistake. Cause I wanted to do the Al Bundy, like right, like hand in my pants <laughs> Just like loosen them up a little bit, 
and Which then, is fine uh, if you're in private. Yeah, exactly. On the light rail, not so much. Although I have seen some folks on the light rail make some moves towards their pants. Oh, but boy. That's, yeah, sorry. That's for another podcast. People ride the light rail here? Oh, yeah, okay. baby. Okay. Good to know. It was encouraged last night due to limited parking. Okay. Very good. Thank yeah. you for following the instructions. You are welcome. And also, I drank some beers, too. So you're going to have some wings. You're going to have some beers. That's true. Responsible. Responsible. Well, Nikki's super important question this week the Popeye's chicken sandwich is apparently back. It's, I mean, now people are dying because of this chicken sandwich. This is insane. People are waiting two hours for it. I have to know, has anyone had it? And how do you feel Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A? I have not had it. And uh, now that I've eaten my chicken for the year, um, <laughs> I, may not, I may not have it anytime soon. Although I was told inside source... Uh, by Jordan Scarlett, running back for the Panthers, told me that if you order it online, you can go to Popeye's and pick it up. Because I saw that he had a bag of Popeye's, and I was like, damn, did you wait in line for this before <laughs> practice? And he was like, no, man, I just I ordered it online. I went and picked it up. It was great. Wait, rookie just had one? He just brought one to practice? Oh, I don't. He had a large bag. Oh. So I would imagine there were multiples in there. He may have been purchasing them for the rest of the uh, running backs. Mm. Uh, my own personal Popeye's experience occurred just last night. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I didn't even know that. I load up like the little family truckster. Off we go to down South Boulevard to our local Popeyes. And there is a line around the building for the drive through. Clearly, there's like 50 people in line inside. And so we just did a U turn. And these guys probably aren't a sponsor of yours, but we came up and I had my first Zach's experience. Oh, okay. And All right. I, was, I felt the better for it. Nice. So, did you get an ice cream cone at Zach's? I did not, mm. nor did I get their Zach's special burger. <gasps> That's what you got. I, I got the chicken, the grilled chicken. I had chicken on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Should have crashed the damn wing party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my bad. I feel like this is my fault now. <laughs> Josh is getting fed wings as a judge, and you're you're you know in line behind fifty people at Popeyes. You know? Welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you have a personal Popeyes experience? Oh, uh, I've had several Popeyes experiences, but not with the new not with the new sandwich. I'm I'm curious because I, I'm I'm been skeptical, but I'm I'm. I'm eager. I probably will try it first amongst us at the table, if we're honest about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a Popeye's ever, and this sandwich came out, and I was like, this will be the first time I'll go try a Popeye's, and every time I go, it's a line for, like, miles. Yeah. I don't have time to wait two hours. I'm the same way. I have not – I'm I'm struggling to think of a time when I've had Popeye's in my entire life. I don't think I ever have. No, I think I'm pretty much it. exclusively a Bojangles guy um, for, like, a fried chicken type situation. And then, like, churches I really like as well. Um, and then Never for sandwiches, it was all Chick-fil-A. I mean, there was a Chick-fil-A inside the food court at Carolina where I put on my freshman 50. So uh, that was one of the reasons. I am curious where Nikki goes for her fried chicken fix. Are you prices? I mean, are you a local? Uh, what, what's the deal? That's good reporting. I love that gas station on South Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Which is no joke. I love yeah. that place. And people sometimes think I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, they have legit fried chicken. I love it. And I usually prefer that over prices because I usually, when I want to go get chicken in that realm, like the parking's bad on Camden, so I can't get to prices. So I'm like, gas station. Yeah. Gas station. In the, and out. They got in the spaces out. right there. They're ready to go. Perfect. Okay, I guess we have to do a Popeye's field trip now. Absolutely. No. Maybe I'll bring some for next week's guest. Sorry, Joe. And you need to get them as a sponsor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring them on. 
That's true. We just know. devoted like seven minutes to them. They so. probably need the help from us. <laughs> yeah. I think. This, this Panthers podcast, they're they're not really. They don't have a lot of exposure right now for their sandwich. It's have you guys we'll heard about the, the Popeye sandwich? <laughs> no one's been killed over this podcast yet that we know of. So I guess the Popeye sandwich is still a little bigger than this podcast. Fine, go to Prices or whatever the name of that gas station is and get them a sponge. Exactly. <laughs> the Shell. I believe it's called the Shell. <laughs> Shell on South slash East. Just that one specifically. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's it. Well, um, do we have anything to talk about today? Are you guys ready? I feel like we should like stretch, roll up sleeves. <laughs> I don't know. Let's do it. I've been All waiting right. for it. We're ready. Cam to IR. First, if you're the Panthers, are you giving him an extension? This offseason? No, I don't think you possibly can. I think you have to. I mean, he the guy hasn't been healthy in since what week eight of last year and then yeah i mean i i think that you have to wait and see and make him prove that he's healthy whether it's on the practice field whether it's in a personal workout and this is a guy that's going to want to get paid like one of the elite quarterbacks in the nfl like he's not going to come back and say yeah yeah two for 40 sure i'll come back like he wants he wants kirk cousins deal he wants the russell deal he wants whatever the last guy got he wants Two million more than that, so I, I just don't see how that can happen this off season at all. Yeah, this is this is a tough spot because it, it feels like the time is right for Cam to, to start looking at this for Tam for Cam's team to start looking at this and trying to figure out what what they're going to do going forward. But at the same time, if you're the Panthers, there's no way. I mean, there's no case that you would build to hey, Cam has outperformed his contract over the last two years, so therefore we need to make. You know, we need to we need to boost this. You know, tear up the last year of the deal, which is what would would probably be asked for. Um, so I, I think I think you're in a tough spot. You would want him to play out this deal. I just don't know if his team's going to want if if his personal team is going to want him to. And, and right, and if you're the Panthers, do you want him back uh, when you're paying him? Uh, you know, only 19 million bucks. I mean that yep. that's going to be a terrible to in, in my mind chemistry if you're like cam come back but we're not going to extend you we're going to let you play out this contract yeah. you signed five years ago and i i you're you, you all both of you guys are right i don't think there's a, a a great answer here um you know i guess if kyle allen completely fell on his face over the last eight weeks maybe but i'm not even sure in that scenario and then i think you're like okay well we drafted will greer uh, last yeah. year let's take a look at him but uh, some difficult decisions to make. But I have just with folks I've talked to around the league, the consensus for whatever it's worth around the league, pretty much from the time Cam, when it was understood that this was a serious injury, yep. and oh, by the way, Kyle Allen wasn't falling on his face, the consensus was this was the beginning of the end for Cam Newton in Charlotte. I think back to, I think it was week two when Michael Vick on Fox pregame show said, on the nose, Cam Newton will not be the Carolina Panthers quarterback next season. And the, like Michael Vick, like he's not an insider. This, but it was so on the nose, and it was so like someone was thinking about this at that point. There were people behind the scenes were working on this already at this point. So I think what we're seeing now is what has been playing out in behind the scenes and with the people that actually are involved in this, it's been going on for a couple months. And I think now we're to the point where uh, Panther fans are starting to all be able to see uh, what's been kind of what's been going on behind the scenes. I, I, yeah. I think it's a matter of like just reading the tea leaves and pushing things forward of how, 
things will actually happen down the road. I think the fact that they didn't come to him and there was no talk of an extension last offseason told the whole story. And then when he gets hurt again, that's when all this stuff starts. When, you, when you're kind of looking at it rationally, like I'm sure, I mean, Mike Vick, not the most rational guy in the world, but I'm sure he was looking at it from an outsider's perspective and saying, look, this guy, they didn't offer him a, an extension last year. He just got hurt again. He missed the last eight games. Missed. I always just say that he missed the last eight games of last season because he basically did. Uh, and now he's out again. I mean, this is it's bad if you're if you're kicking the can that way down the road. I think that's kind of how that's that's how it goes. I just don't see how they can how the Panthers could even like how they could make this move from their own state of mind. If you're Marty Herney and you're saying, well, listen, I gave a five-year $40 million deal to a quarterback who had a bum shoulder, who just came off a bad season, and look how well that turned out for me. It it had me buying radio stations instead of working for the NFL, so I'm not going to make that mistake again. So, I mean, I I don't think there is a way where the Panthers go and say, hey, Cam, we want to give you anything Going well, well, and what if you're Cam Newton? I mean, I think these conversations have already started taking place. If you're not going to give – and Cam Newton's representatives and probably his father. If you're not going to give me any kind of ins- assurances, then I'm not going to go out and play at 80% anymore. No, I'm not going to – it's a marketability thing. If I'm going to be a free agent come March – then I'm not going to put a bunch of crappy tape out there for the Bears or the Bengals or whomever to see. I'm going to wait until I'm 100% healthy, and then if you want to play me, then fine. If not, I'll go on IR, and if you're not going to extend me, some team can take their chance on my body of work. Yep. And I look, I look we mentioned, Nikki asked the question about the contract and going forward. What If you're signing Cam to a contract, we know what those numbers are going to be. What would you feel comfortable guaranteeing him as far as a position for next season if you're the Panthers? Like you're saying, hey, look, we, what we saw out of you the last, you know, the end of last year and then the first two games of this year when your, your shoulder really seemed like it was struggling, we're ready to just go ahead and give, give you the keys, you know, to the, to the Ferrari again. Like, so I'll, flip, I'll flip, the, flip it around, right? So if you're Cam Newton, just like you said, what incentive do you have to play this year or next year on a one-year deal? If you come, if you come into on, in February and say, hey, I'm healthy, do you want to play on a one-year contract after having just had two injuries, shoulder, two shoulder surgeries, a foot injury, whatever just happened this year between Cam and the team? You want that extension right now, and whether the Panthers will give it to you or – the Bears will give it to you or the Raiders will give it to you or the Dolphins or, or whoever else is out there will give it to you. You, you. This is his only chance to get that that big quarterback contract. Right, and to Colin's point, $19 million bucks in the grand scheme of things is a bargain for a quarterback. That's not a lot of Absolutely. money. $35 million is a lot of money. Now you're starting to talk almost twice of, of, of what he's due. And, by the way, you've got Christian McCaffrey to pay. You've got Shaq Thompson and James Bradbury to pay, and frankly, probably Kyle Allen because he is the, like the NFL's best bargain at this point. And so I don't know. It just all seems like it's lining up that Cam Newton is going to be playing next year, but it's not going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's one of those things where I, I'm sure Joe, I'm sure you saw it as well. You know, the the news broke today. Whatever we're recording this on Tuesday, be out Wednesday morning. And, you know, I, I think we both kind of said the same thing. It's like, did we see Car- did we see Cam play his last 
snap in a Carolina Panthers uniform. I, I basically said it's likely that he has played his last snap. And you got a lot of vitriol from people that are like, don't, no, that's not the case. And it's not that it just kind of it seems we're heading that way. Like there, there is no way once the train has started going down this track, I don't think there is anything that can take it off the track. And it would be, I would be absolutely floored if he was the Carolina Panthers, if he was on the roster in training camp, let alone the starting quarterback week one. This wasn't my hot take. This has been building for seven weeks now, 50 days since Marty Herney told us it was going to be day to day. And so like you and Colin and everybody else, we've been doing reporting on it. And, uh, you know, I, I check with people and not just like, what can really get Twitter stirred up today? No, it's this, you know, from Michael Vick just on down the line, there aren't many people that think Cam Newton is going to be a Carolina Panther next year. That is not me hating on Cam. It's just reading the tea leaves, seeing about NF, the NFL is a business. And it is so true and it's cliche and I hate saying it, but – Everyone gets reminded of that. If you're Steve Smith, if you're D'Angelo Williams, or in this case, more than likely, Cam Newton. Or or Peyton Manning, or, you know, like it's not, this is, this precedent is not, has already been set for a future Hall of Fame quarterback to be released by his original team because his health is not cooperating and the contracts don't line up. Like this has happened in the past and they don't hate Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. So I don't think. This means that you have to hate Cam Newton in Carolina. It just means that he may be wearing another uniform next year, probably in Los Angeles. Really? Is that your that's your hot take? That's your hot take. That's your hot take. That's my hot take. Yeah, this is this is about there's no good answer. And 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 so much of life is is timing. And unfortunately for the Panthers, you mentioned Joe, a bunch of the guys they're about to have to pay. Healthy guys that are producing for the Carolina Panthers in twenty nineteen that they need to pay. Those guys go to the front of the list over a guy that, well, you were really good a while ago, and we're still not sure. Because as much talk as there has been about the foot, the shoulder is just sitting out there. And right. and, and if I was to put it, take my, my cynical hat and put it on for a second, I might even suggest that Cam's people want us to talk more about the foot because they think the foot can get better. Mm. And so, look, when when all of a sudden they can show Instagram videos of Cam's foot looking better, you go, look, he's he's healthy. He's running. He's Look running. over here. Yeah, remember he got put on IR for the foot last year. Now he looks great. Well, now that that shoulder is still you know held together by by you know a glue stick and popsicle sticks, but the foot looks better. Mm-hmm. So there is a game being played here. This is not about what anybody in this podcast wants to see happen. It's about what is probably going to happen because the Panthers would be foolish to invest in a quarterback at this point with a shoulder. They know too much, and I think that's really what this may come down to: is they know too much. But the Cam, but Cam side needs the Panthers to not say anything. They need them to, 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 to just be quiet and sit over there, and they can come up with. They're going to need to come up with a narrative. They're going to need to come up with a story because it doesn't make sense, Josh, like you said, to just walk a Hall of Fame quarterback out the door unless there's there's something wrong. And the money is too big that Cam's going to ask for because he's a veteran quarterback, and the Panthers aren't going to be willing to offer it. But someone will, and so what you end up with is in a situation where now. They don't know as much as the Panthers. They're more willing to offer. Maybe they're excited about bringing somebody new in. Cam gets his rebirth. Everybody can can walk away from this and feel like they've won, but probably not Panther fans, and maybe not the Panthers. Yeah, I, I mean, you look at, I think everybody wanted to chalk up the inaccuracy that he had 
and kind of his the, the poor performance that he had in weeks one and two to the to the foot. But the reality is is that there's there's no reason for us to believe that just because he was thrown deep in training camp that he's able to do it on the field and he couldn't throw to the right for some reason. Like there's there's all these things that are just like just it my main issue is that this is the best player to ever put on a Panthers uniform. Apologies to Steve Smith, but he plays can plays quarterback. So it's it, it is Josh for sure. Klein, yeah. Steve. Josh Klein said that. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> he was. I've seen how Smitty gets after event. media people. I don't want that <laughs> being incorrectly attributed. He can find you through Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, please. Uh, I don't. Please don't hurt me, Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, tied for tied for the best player in Carolina Panthers. Let's just put an edit point right here. You know, Cam is either the first or second best player in Carolina Panthers franchise history, and I think that it's just it's a shame that this has to happen. But it's just like you said, Joe. the The NFL is a business, and especially. We spent so many of his early years, and Joe, you were on the beat during his early years, talking about how can he maintain this style of play. And now we're here at the point where... Yeah, it's, and the irony is the play in uh, during which he got hurt at New England was yep. the most innocuous-looking nothing play. I, I It might have been you and I in the press box at Gillette Stadium that night, Josh, where we're like watching about... Five or oh, yeah. seven or eight replays of it, trying to figure out where he got hurt. Yeah. Because he wasn't, he, you know, he didn't have TJ Watt just absolutely taking his head off. I mean, he didn't have some linebacker just, you know, kneecapping him. It was a cut, by the way, on a soft surface at Gillette Stadium, which has gotten some other ki- people injured. I haven't heard any talk about that yet, but, but, that is kind of a spicy little subtake. Oh, I like that. No, but the NF, when they put that new turf down, a lot of people said it was to keep Tom Brady in his advanced years from having to take a lot of hits on rock-hard turf. They put in this softer turf, and next thing you know, a week later, the NFLPA was up there like looking at it because bu- like some opposing team said – that, yeah, it's soft, and we're also having like lower body leg injuries of it with it because, of, anyway, not to now, introduce another. Do you mean another. to tell me that the New England Patriots <laughs> would try to find some sort of advantage over the rest of the league that the other the rest of the league hadn't thought of yet? This is like that doesn't really that doesn't click to me because I don't that. That seems crazy. This is like when Notre Dame had like the six inch grass for like five years when they weren't very good. They were a little slow. They're trying to get people up to South Bend, have a little advantage, you know? Like Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh. This is just a sad. I'm just sad about football all the way around. Thanks, everybody, for your support. Mac is back? Question mark? <laughs> mm-hmm. Losing by less than 10 is great for coaches, right? But the the, okay. the end the end is always quicker for these guys than they expect, and 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 it goes back to you know there have been all the, the questions getting thrown out on social media. You know the team do enough to all the things that get thrown out there, and all I think about is you know this is what we said for those first three four years. Cam, you gonna slide? Cam, do you want to slide? Don't you want to slide? And no, no. And this is what it gets you. We said we, you were hoping for seven to ten years. Most people didn't even think you would get this far. So I think we've really lived to the point that you thought you were going to get with Cam playing the way he has. And unfortunately, the reality in the NFL is the end just comes too swift. Two contracts, uh, an MVP award, a Super Bowl appearance, 
four, four. playoff appearances. I'm with you, Colin. I think that's absolutely right. Two things when you were talking that came to mind. Him, Cam at Spartanburg a few years ago, are you going to tell a lion not to roar? And he was never going to change his stripes. It just wasn't in his DNA. And, and good for him for that. That is what made him uniquely Cam. And then secondly, Dave Gettleman. Whatever you think about Dave Gettleman, I think on this point he was right. You always want to get out on a contract or you want to make a decision on a player earlier rather than later. Yeah. A year early rather than a year late yeah. is what the old adage, right? Yeah. I think I think the oh man, the Carolina fan base and I, I they are going to absolutely murder Marty Herney and Ron Rivera or whoever the next regime is going to be. Yeah, whoever makes the decision. Whoever makes the decision is going to get absolutely roasted for this because there is no doubt in my mind that Cam Newton is going to come go somewhere else and be absolutely spectacular in 2020. Now, whether he's going to be great in 2021, 2022, 2023, how long that career is going to right. last, but there is no doubt in my mind that 2020 Cam Newton is going to have all the chips on his shoulder. And you better hope that team is not on the Panthers' 2020 schedule. The Raiders are. <laughs> <laughs> but you say that, or you, you you really feel confident in the shoulder? Because from the outside, I don't. Because I look back to last season and remember he was he had attempted like his the most or second most passing attempts through eight games that he had last year. When all of a sudden the shoulder, they need to start resting the shoulder. I am not convinced that this shoulder can withstand for sixteen weeks. So I'm just more of the opinion that. The, the the Panthers are right in this in this decision. It stinks. It sucks. I don't want to see Cam Newton suit up for somebody else. I don't want to see him wearing two. Any, right, all of those things. But the reality is, I would rather him play for a year, even if it's, if it's at the level you expect, than sign him for another five year, hundred fifty million dollar deal that's going to hurt this team long-term because I don't think that shoulder will hold up. One of the narratives that sort of got perpetuated last year, and I kind of did it again here today on this pod, was that it was that T.J. Watt hit that did Cam Newton in. He showed up on the injury report for the first time last year yep. after attempting 25 fourth-quarter passes or whatever the number mm-hmm. was at Philadelphia in a remarkable, terrific comeback victory. But that was just like an overuse I'm 29 years old and have taken 1,200 hits or whatever that number is that ESPN always pops up. That was that with what that injury was. TJ Watt maybe didn't help it, but it started, and Josh remembers this, because he threw 25 passes in the fourth quarter at Philly. Yeah. That was there before he got hit by TJ Watt, Taylor Heineke was throwing the Hail Mary at halftime. So those two things are not necessarily related. I get it that that. It, and it's true. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the all or nothing really played up that hit. They showed it from 10 different angles. They kind of they never showed Cam having any sort of shoulder problems before that. So if you weren't really, not if you weren't really paying attention, but like if you're looking back hindsight 2020, then you're like, well, that was the hit. And since that hit, he's never been the same. But, I mean, just wearing down. He's 30 years old. He's going to be 31. 31-year-old are. 31-year-old quarterback that's had two shoulder surgeries and is coming off missing 14 games. <sighs> and about, what, 140 games under his belt, yep. basically, as a starting quarterback. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a long run for what he's been able to do. I mean, you think Vic's run, Vic's run wasn't that long. Now, granted, the other interesting thing about Vic 
is that you know he did he was the first one that I remember sprinkling it out there that Cam may be gone. I don't think Cam, I don't think Michael Vick was like let me scanning his, 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 the NFL league and going let's see what I'm going to come up with. He heard something, and this is now maybe you heard something from the Panthers or maybe the Atlanta-based Michael Vick heard something from another Atlanta-based quarterback, particularly because Michael Vick has the distinction of being the first quarterback in NFL history to sign two. Hundred million dollar deals. This is this is a plan that they've been that they've had, and this is the goal that I think they've had for the end of this season. And I'm sure that when they started it, they really thought that this deal was going to be with the Carolina Panthers. And then Cam Newton went on IR and hasn't been available, and so now the Panthers effectively have to be taken off that list. I, I just want to make clear because I think we're kind of running through to the end of the Cam Newton segment. This doesn't mean that we all that me, Joe Person, Colin Hoggard, Nikki Wolf specifically no matter what her t-shirt says that we hate Nebraska. Cam Newton because not at all we no. we only want the best for him and and for for his time in carolina to come to an end like this it's not what he deserves he deserves a storybook ending a Peyton Manning style go out with the defense carrying him even though his shoulder isn't cooperating to the super bowl and then he can retire early or whatever he wants to do but the reality is is we're just trying to kind of like make not make peace with it, but explain to how we've gotten to this point now versus saying, well, Cam's gone, so... It's not a knee-jerk Twitter reaction that you're seeing flood the internet right now. These are... these are This has been long drawn out. Didn't just happen five minutes ago. Yeah. It's also worth the distinction of noting, though, that the end that you're talking about with Peyton Manning did not come with his original team. Great point. It came with his second team. I put something out in my column today. I think I have seen... Every one of Cam Newton's snaps with the Panthers in person. I mean, I may have been going and getting some popcorn or taking a leak, but I. But it's other than that, and he did things that no one in this league had ever done before. And and Lamar not, Lamar Jackson's not doing. I mean, it's a different kind of deal. The way he would have three people hanging on him in the pocket and somehow shake them off. And he runs 17 yards downfield and gets to the first down marker. And, 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 and oh, by the way, it often gets overlooked. I'm not going to sit here and, and defend his accuracy and all that. But his arm strength before yep. the shoulder. I was there at universe, then what was called University of Phoenix Stadium when he just lit up Patrick Peterson and the rest of the Cardinals secondary for 422 yards and then did it the next week here against the Packers for 432. I mean, the guy was an incredible, is an incredible athlete. And no, Josh, I'm glad you made that point because I heard, saw some of this on Twitter today. They're not, we're not cam haters. We're just kind of, no. we're just seeing, calling it what it is, calling it like it is. It's a cold reality and it, and it does stink. It stinks for Panther fans. This is not fun. Just as you don't want to no. see. Cam Newton walk out that way. Panther fans don't want to send their franchise quarterback out the door that way. Unfortunately, probably not going to get that choice. Unfortunately, we're not going to until Cam walks back through. You're not going to get a chance to Bank of America Stadium, be it as an opponent or in, in, in time to get his you know his number and his name retired. That's when it'll be time for that for that return. But unfortunately, it's it's just not going to happen. And and Joe talking about you know the start going to Arizona that first game. Cam stunk that preseason. He stunk. The doubters, like, when he hit Smitty down the left side of, of the sideline in the first quarter, the whole fan base said, we're going to be okay. We're gonna, 
this son of a gun is going to be okay. <laughs> and it has been a phenomenal ride for the better part of eight years. It culminated in, in, in 2015. But we've gotten to a point, Joe, and as you said, you've watched all of his snaps. He doesn't have the same verve when he goes out there. No. He used to be magnetic. You didn't have to go, hey, where's Cam on the field? It didn't matter if he was playing. You could spot him. His energy. He was flying around doing the jet. That has not been what we've seen. And, I, and Cam's mature. He's now got kids. He's got a, you know, a family. He's got you know, all those things going on. But it's not. It has not been the same energy. And and looking back now, as we say, where we, this feels inevitably we're going. I think Cam knew some of this long before we did, and it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it just it's a shame. I mean, I I remember Joe. I thought it was really fitting that you in your column today you talked about how we were in the locker room yesterday, and there's whatever 50, 10, 15 media members, and the only player in there at one point was Cam Newton sitting by himself at his locker. And Cam has two lockers at that side. He gets a... Selfish. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's because he gets so much uh, extra sweat, like extra crap. He had 50 Under Armour custom cleats. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. and an and a Xbox One with Madden included. <laughs> I tried to get the same there. deal for this podcast. It didn't go as well. <laughs> it's the po- it's when Popeyes is the sponsor, <laughs> they'll be coming in hot. With this whole thing, we'll have an extra locker filled with sandwiches. Uh, and I looked over at one point and he had zipped up his, his sweatsuit and he, you know, kind of demurely pulled out a travel bag, put another bag on top of it and just like wheeled his way out of the locker room. And I thought to myself, oh man, that might be the last time that I see Cam Newton. And I like, I literally, I got sad. Like, I mean, it was sad. It's, it's a sad time to be a Panthers fan, to be on the beat, to be in the building. And, uh, it, it sucks because there are still, you know, and when we come back from the break, we'll be previewing the Packers. So it's like, I do want to say too. I think this team has moved on. Uh, I, mm-hmm. Watching the game, that you know, Cam, I thought started a tradition with the giving out of the, the balls. Now originally that was labeled as him being selfish and wanting everybody to look at him. But the team scored thirty points, and I don't believe a single football went into the stands. And that to me suggests that's a great point. That oh, man, I didn't even notice that. You're absolutely right. You're welcome. Just go ahead and Colin Hoggart. No, I'm going to clip. I'm going to clip that out. <laughs> By the way, McCaffrey was just. I noticed he was doing the just leave it on the ground thing, which I was a whole nother discussion. Yeah, but uh, to Finish me, it, it, it just it just felt like if this was still Cam Newton's team, those guys would still be giving out footballs, and it feels like they know. Everybody in that building seems to know what's going on. We got to get Joe out of here. Joe, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Okay, theathletic.com and on Twitter at Joseph Person. Thank you. If I can do a real quick plug for Joe, uh, I subscribe to The Athletic and I love it. Like, I think it's the best deal on the internet. It's not just Joe, it's not just Jordan. It's, it's every sport. If you like any sports, it's everywhere. Like, it would be one thing if you're just paying for Panthers coverage, but you're paying for all, for, everything and it's like there's a deal all the time i'm sure there's like promo code use promo code popeyes for (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah in my case i like i'm all over the phillies coverage because i i follow a terrible team in baseball (laughs) yeah i love rod boone if you're listening rod uh keep keep up that great hornets coverage 79 and 3 the hard way keep what's the hornets version of keep pounding all fly hashtag all fly that's terrible yeah it's really terrible (laughs) And on that note, let's take a break. We'll be back to preview Green Bay. 
Hey guys, this is Kelly Bardick from the Carolina Line. We are here, Kevin Donnelly, Al Wallace, talking about the Panthers' big win over the Titans. That's right. We got to see the Sack Street Boys. I wonder if they got an extra membership open. I can join them. I still got a couple sacks left in me. Talk about the dominant day they had again and some of those turnovers. The ultimate hype man back there, the flavor flavor of the NFL. Trey Boston getting in on the action, celebrating with this team. This defense is putting up. Yeah, defense, defense, right? But let's talk about Kyle Allen. What a bounce back. And Christian McCaffrey, 150 automatic. Just call him ATM. ATM, there's your 150 yards a game, three touchdowns. Uh, but we'll even dive into a little bit IR situation. Mm. Um, talk has been come up with Cam. Does he go on? Does he not? It is not the place you want to put a guy because Alan no. and I have been there. It is a lonely place on lonely IR. Lonely place. A lonely place. A lot to listen to this week. Yes, you're never lonely when you're here with us on the Carolina Line. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever your podcasts are sold. Just go check us out. So maybe we weren't all puppies, rainbows, and kittens. Maybe let's shift a little puppies, rainbows, kittens. What do you like the best out of those three? I know we didn't get enough nonsense. Peanut right butter at the Twixes. Beginning. <laughs> this is the question no. I wanted to ask you guys post Halloween, and I didn't want to do it while Joe was here, so I'm going to ask you right now. I think I'd rather live in a simulation where the caramel Twix was defeated by the peanut butter Twix as the omnipresent Twix. I don't know that I've had enough experience with peanut butter twix to make that distinction but i may just, just may, i may just have that experience sooner rather than later tagalongs Ooh, i like tagalongs right very similar to a tagalong if you okay. think about All right. it like okay. a I like a rectangular rather, tagalong yeah I, I was thinking about this halloween i would much rather have had the leftover peanut butter twixes than the caramel twixes that's fair what was left over at your house milky ways i uh, there's uh, not a lot. Starburst, I think, mostly. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Starburst. I like Starburst. They're, they're fine. They're just fine. I bought peanut butter cups with Reese's inside. Yup, that's right, baby. Reese's Pieces inside, that is. Are there any left? Uh, they There were some in my freezer when I left today, but my wife, my beautiful wife, Renee, had the day off, so I they may not be no. alive anymore. Maybe one. Maybe a half of one. I saved you one, and then it's just like an empty wrapper. (laughs) It's half of one package. Yeah. Have you noticed that these little Halloween candy bars are somehow even smaller than before? Like, the Kit Kat. That's big candy coming after you. Coming after your hard-earned American dollar. We're shrinking fun in America. We're just shrinking fun size in America. The Kit Kat. They're tiny. It's one. It's tiny. one tiny little bar in a package. I had a crunch that they couldn't even fit all of crunch on the top of. <laughs> it just a runch? It, yeah. It was runky. <laughs> That's what's left after Essel's Halloween. runkies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to answer your question, puppies. I agree. <gasps> Colin, Colin, are we going to all agree? Puppies over rainbows. Yeah. yeah. High five for all of us. Ching. That's okay. what it sounds like when we high five. Yes, we are like superheroes. I know you can't see it, but you could probably feel the power. What about a little bit more positivity? Like the MVP chance in the stadium this weekend? That's some puppies, that, kittens, rainbows kind of thing. It is pretty crazy that in a, in a week in which we're about, you know, it looks like we may be saying goodbye to, to Cam, that another player got a legitimate MVP chant out of the crowd. In deserved. The yes. Deserved. Yes. Because in a time when the team needed a huge play, 
Christian McCaffrey took another, by the way, run straight up the middle for over 50 yards for a touchdown. Between the tackles? Yeah, right. Well, he can run them between the tackles. I, I just think that now he's not going to win MVP. Let's just be clear. Like I would, It would be great if he, if he did. That would be fun. I think we can all agree. But it's hard for a running – I think we t- talked about this on the award show season uh, episode. It's hard for a running back to win MVP. You have to literally break Jim Brown's record. You have to have the most yards ever by a running back, which Christian might. What was the last running back to win? Adrian Peterson, 2012. Sean Alexander before him in yes. 05. Uh, I believe that's correct. So it, it's it's hard. It's been a it's a quarterback's award now. Offensive player of the year. Chalk that one up for Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure if that's gonna really blow his skirt up as much as the other one is. One of the things that I thought that was interesting, and and I think we saw it on Sunday. You talked about it a little bit. Uh, when we were talking about the the Sunday giveaways, is that in my mind, this is Christian McCaffrey's team, and we were starting to see that over the course of the offseason. I thought it was telling when in the NFL 100 commercial, it was Christian McCaffrey who made his appearance. Of all the of all the Panthers, they they had everybody from every they had one player from every team in that commercial. Christian was the player from the Carolina Panthers. Same thing. There was some cartoon on NFL.com. Christian is the guy depicted now this year you know you have this week eight game against the Titans week nine whatever it is and Christian is the last one out of the tunnel he's at the podium after the game like we're we're flipping this over into Christian McCaffrey's team and I mean well deserved but also it's just it's an interesting change to witness real time and just to show you how quick the the NFL world moves you know we talked a little bit about Cam last season it was against it was against Baltimore week eight when McCaffrey had his first rushing touchdown just a season ago, and now he's he's at ten you know through week eight at this point you know like his, he how quickly his role has changed for this team you know it seems like it's just his natural growth but he has taken on a, a lot more even this season yeah I mean he's he's the face of the franchise now like they have I, whether they did it intentionally or not. They have transitioned the Carolina Panthers into the Christian McCaffrey show. And, I mean, obviously, you have to be one of the best players in the league to have that designation, to especially to take it from somebody like Cam Newton. But that's exactly what he's done, and that's exactly what he is, is Christian McCaffrey. I mean, we're seeing him as the best running back in the league, probably one of the top three players in the league, four players in the league. I don't know. how. Like, have to make he's one list. of the best offensive weapons in the league, particularly, particularly if you were to eliminate quarterbacks. I mean, he's he's right there at the top. I mean, him and Tyreek Hill for individual, just what they can do and what they can bring to a team, the all-around game of McCaffrey, the speed of Tyreek Hill. I mean, he is in that type of class to me. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at a guy that can catch passes. I mean, he – essentially has like redefined weirdly enough and i'm just coming up with this off the top of my head it's like cam newton didn't really redefine what it was like to be a quarterback right but he kind of did like he made he he he, stretched what was acceptable right like before it was just you're supposed to sit in a pocket you're supposed to be you know and and maybe you scramble if you're athletic like john elway and then you'll throw it out you know as you as you roll away he expanded to now what we see out of guys uh, he expanded what so was all capable of the quarter. All of the, the quarterbacks quarterback are position. like that. It's yeah. weird if you are a pocket passer now, and I get it that if you're Mike Francesa, you love pocket passers. But if you, it's uh, you know, I'm not going to go off the top of my head, but I would say two thirds of the quarterbacks in the league 
are scramblers essentially. And whether it's whether it's uh, obviously they're not going to be as good as Cam Newton was in his heyday, but I, I think that he made it okay. And Christian McCaffrey, kind of in that same vein, you know, obviously there was Marshall Falk. There were these other guys that were kind of coming up. Winslow Oliver comes to mind. No, sorry, that was the. <laughs> I don't know why it just jumped into my head. Um, but when you think about guys that changed what it meant to be a running back, I, I think we're kind of seeing Christian McCaffrey do it. And obviously, I think that he's going to get lumped in with Saquon Barkley and some of these other guys that are in this same class. But he's a different running back than Ezekiel Elliott, similar to Saquon Barkley in that they're both physical freaks that I that are. Uh, incredible at their job but I I think that he is slowly but surely changing what it means to be a running back so I'll be curious whether in the next five years we don't see a whole slew of route running running backs that are their their main skill is being able to get open out of the backfield and line up in the slot and line up out wide and just kind of change and evolve what the modern day NFL running back is the idea of drafting anything other than a three down running back early in in the draft just seems foolish now. Like he has created, you know, and, and, and it's and it's not just him. You mentioned Marshall Falk, but this idea that you don't draft running backs in the first round. It's like no, you need to expand what you think a running back can do because there's no doubt in my mind, in anybody's mind, that Chris McCaffrey's worth a top ten pick because of all that he can do. People weren't opening up their you know their mind to what he was capable of or what wide receivers are capable of they didn't appreciate that well this guy's great on first and second down but you got to bring him in because he got stone hands you don't have to do that with McCaffrey that's not a tell for the defense that's not these are the things that defenses will key on and because you can keep McCaffrey out there as much as possible you know and he's he's used used in so many different ways this he is now I, I agree with you he's now defines what a first-round back looks like to me. Yeah, a Leonard Fournette, and God love him, is good running back. Is not between the tackles, he's really good. Yeah, Derek, can't run, can't run to the side though very well. Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, this is not what a first-round running back looks in today's NFL. And again, they're very good, but I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think nobody in their right mind would trade Leonard Fournette and a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey right now. So I, I don't think. Well, if you're on Thanks, that Jax. side of it, you would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, Depends on who you are in that situation. Mm, yeah, exactly. Which side of the fantasy trade you're on. But I, I think that you look at what Christian has done, and now you, I mean, obviously, in the situation that we're in, it's going to be a lot of 22 jerseys in the crowd. And I, I just think that it's just an interesting, I, I feel like I've said this phrase already, it's just, it's just cool to watch in real time. This guy not only make an ascension from, First round running pack. Oh, he's going to take some carries from Jay Stu and like, oh, can he carry between the tackles to like, oh, this guy's pretty good and like, oh, he's catching a lot of passes and like, oh, fantasy stud if you're PPR. And now this year he is everybody in the NFL. If you like football, you know the name Christian McCaffrey. And I'll be curious to see how high his star can grow and go and how far he can take the Carolina Panthers because I'm not sure. In this day and age, if you can be, if you can be successful, if the running back is your best player, you know, like it, it's for so long. Not that you can't be successful, you can, but how successful can you be? For so long, it has been your quarterback drives where you end your season, whether it's at week seventeen in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. Like you have to have your quarterback makes that decision for you. But is it possible that Christian McCaffrey can be the kind of running back that makes that decision for the Carolina Panthers? 
I'd say yes. I mean, there's going to be teams that will that will have that success. I, I mean, wasn't a- I wasn't asking for an answer, yeah. but like I, I no no I, no, I appreciate I, you asking yeah. or answering, but it's just kind of like is is that where he's at now? Where he is going to drive whether the Panthers are successful? Can he take Kyle Allen to the Super Bowl? I don't. I don't. Maybe think not he, Kyle yeah, Allen. Yeah, I don't but, know that he can do it individually. But I, I look at this offense it, 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 with Moore and with Samuel. I, I think you know it's going to be. We've talked a lot about number one, but eighty-eight. You know, it's time for him um, as well. Ian Thomas has been not you know non-factor this season. You know, he had you know, a little bit last year. I think they, they they find the tight end position. Then yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey with it with a team full of weapons, and then if you've got the old, you know, a quarterback that's that's serviceable. I mean, you know, the game manager. The game manager. Then yeah, I think this team because he's good enough. Look, they gave him the ball. They said, "How about we give you the ball and you just beat the defense around the corner to get in the end zone?" And he said, "Okay, let's run that play." And that's exactly what they did. I mean, he just beat them with speed a couple times around the outside. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very good. So I I, I just. I'm excited to see where he can go. Do you think that he can break the all-time uh, scrimmage yards record that I think – who has it? Is it Marshall has it? I mean, he's uh, – like the Jim Brown and Matt Forte stats that they keep showing of mm-hmm. like, oh, first running back since Jim Brown to have 150 scrimmage yards in six of the first eight games. I'm sure when he has another one this week, it'll be seven of the first nine games. I never got to see Jim Brown. And I I will tell you that I'm not. I could probably count the number of Jim Brown highlights I've seen on my on my. You'd two rather hands. Crash, You'd rather tackle Christian McCaffrey than Jim Brown. I think would be the way. That's to, I'm, the way I'm, to nobody's that. arguing that. That <laughs> nobody is arguing that. I you know what I would actually rather tackle neither of them. I'll just you can just, <laughs> just score the touchdown. It's fine. Christian's going to leave you and three of your friends running into the <laughs> sideline while he cuts back to the middle of the field. But um, now, do I get a? Do I get a participation trophy just for being on the field? Because I feel like I am technically a millennial. So I was born. It is 2019. That's right. You get the participation trophy for anything. I actually looked up uh, over the weekend whether I am a millennial just in under the wire. So pretty excited. How did that change your attitude towards life? Finding that out. I don't know, bro. I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, can I just Google it? Is that what millennials do? I, I honestly don't so. know. That might be more Are of a Are they Gen still X. ordering Kai lattes or something like that? that Did you say a Kai latte? <laughs> Is that not right? Kai? Like like a yeah. ch- like a chai latte? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. You you picked the letters that we're pronouncing into these words right now. Yeah, because I'm not a millennial. There you go. I, don't I call think, it Kai. Right? What is the like cutoff? Like Kai McBride or whatever, right off the old principal on the yeah, exactly. Public? Yeah, Kai McBride <laughs> or uh, Ally McBeal. Wasn't he on Ally <laughs> McBeal too? Yeah. Man, this is going to draw in all the all the listeners all right the now. Listeners. Everybody shut it off after Joe left. I get it. That's true. I had a chai today, or a kai. <laughs> you had a nice kai, kai well, lati. That's acai, right? That's the other berry, right? <laughs> you don't have an acai. You have an acai. It's right? acai. Yeah. So Why is that? it acai? I'm I don't not know. A kai. I, don't, I didn't invent the language. Or but how it's not it chai. See? English. Do they still have pumpkin spice lattes, or do those go away for Halloween? Uh, I think they're only available during August, and mm, then we go right into fair. Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some people have their Christmas trees up. I'm fine with that. Play that Christmas music, white boy. I love me some Christmas music. But I love me some Thanksgiving, and that's my favorite holiday, mm. and I do not like the fact that we're kind of forgetting about that. Colin, what's your favorite holiday? I used to say Thanksgiving. Yeah. I used to say, because I felt like it was, no, because I thought it was like, it was like, oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. 
Well, you know, the commoners, they like all the toys and the, and the treasures of the Christmas. I, I enjoy spending time with my family and good food and football. I like Thanksgiving. I do like Thanksgiving, though. I like good oh, food delicious. and football. It's delicious. It has yeah. the best food, too, because, like, I like, first of all, gravy. It's the best, right? I mean. On everything. Yeah, sure. You fill up your whole plate, and then you just gravy over the whole for everything. Including the cranberry sauce. Do you put gravy on your cranberries? <laughs> we know that's your favorite Thanksgiving food. I make cranberry bread. What? You made cranberry bread? Yeah. Like, like made or make? Make. Made. Okay, all right. So you both. Have... Both. I will okay, do it in fair. the future, and I have done it in the past. That is. That does make sense. Like, you know, good Lord. Christian McCaffrey's on pace for 1,700 rushing yards. Did you know that? Seems, that seems like seems a lot. Decent. That, that seems good. That doesn't seem right or yeah, humanly no, that, possible. That also, that's why you heard me go, oh, my God. He's also on pace for like uh, for over 2,400 yards from scrimmage. So he's – I know we love the on-pace talk, and uh, he's right on pace for a pretty good season. Let's look at the other side of that, though, and the defense and the run issues that they've had before we get into this Green Bay game. How do you fix these – run issues that we're having right now i like how you're just pushing forward this green bay preview that we may never get to so <laughs> i <laughs> i said before the break that we had to do something so two minutes aaron rogers good Devonte adams he's gonna be a struggle if james bradbury's not healthy and i don't understand why they can't stop the run i mean the que- it's more questions than it is answers and i i think that uh eric washington said something interesting this past week in his press conference he said um essentially like when it's fundamental it's like we can teach we can fix it and they haven't fixed it and it seems fundamental like they're missing like the gaps are they're not filling their gaps so whether i'm curious whether it's the change from four three to a three four whether it's something that the linebackers are doing sorry colin i know you said this last week but uh i just shrugged awkwardly um I, whether the guys up front are not heavy enough. When you have Marquise Haynes and Brian Burns in, God bless them. I love me a speed pass rusher. But those guys, that's – when they have to go up against, like, Taylor Lewan one-on-one or, like, a 330-pound tackle one-on-one and run block and run, you're you're getting pancaked, brother. Like, you're – somebody's coming up right up their butt, and you're not going to be able to make that tackle. I don't care how many fingers you got free from the club. So it's, it's going to be tough – that uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a good answer, but there are th- that question is something that they're going to need to answer if they want to win because the recipe for winning is very clear. Recipe for winning is rush the passer, force them to make mistakes, make get turnovers. Kyle Allen doesn't make mistakes. Christian McCaffrey is great. It's right? Christian McCaffrey. I said five things. It's actually just three turnovers, no mistakes. Christian McCaffrey. That's how you win games. You And you can win in Green Bay with that recipe. You can win in New Orleans with that recipe, but you can't win if you can't stop the run. I look at the, the game against Tennessee. When they decide to go for it up 3 nothing. Like that said a lot to me. When they Instead of kicking the field goal up 6 nothing, which I, I hate 6 nothing leads, so it wasn't any you know, skin off my back for them to go for it. But I definitely felt like they want – 
this team to be in the lead. They want Kyle Allen to be up two scores. That changes the game. And, it, and the, the best run defense for this team is going to ha- be having a lead. Whenever they're down and they're trailing and when you're playing with a effectively a first-year quarterback in this run defense, yeah. that is not the recipe for success. They need to get the lead. I don't think – we're transitioning a bunch of defensive linemen, some of them which are veterans, and we got a bunch of young linebackers um, you know, to, the, to this defense. Uh, that's not a recipe for for a great run defense, and I think, and particularly against teams that are committed um, to running the, the ball, I think the best way that they improve their run defense will be by scoring on offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to kind of like desperately look up this uh, as we go, but I could be wrong. Well, they trailed to uh, the Cardinals in Kyle Allen's first start, and then they immediately came back. Yeah, he's now he's tra- trailed for six minutes prior to the San Francisco game. Okay, so 66 minutes after the San Francisco yeah. game. <laughs> All of which was in the first half before the San Francisco game. Yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he's trailed for 30 minutes in the second half exclusively. Yeah. And so it, it you're right. I mean, when you have an inexperienced quarterback, and, and God love Kyle Allen, he's done great, lovey-dovey. He's been fantastic. He's done everything that they've asked for him to do. But, I mean, he's still a backup quarterback. And I don't think – and I, I, we didn't really address this in the first half. I don't think that – I'll just throw this out there, and we can certainly discuss it if you want. I don't think this is necessarily because Cam is not here in 2020. Kyle Allen is the starting quarterback and is the is the savior. I think Kyle Allen will certainly be back next year because he's an exclusive rights free agent, and they would be – they would sign him for I think it's like $485,000 to sign him next year but that doesn't mean you can't bring in somebody else whether it's through the draft or whether it's a veteran that might be challenging him for that starting spot and who knows they may well end up in a spot to, to be able to draft one of those guys in the in the, in the first 12 picks because not every great quarterback class yeah we'll see I mean we'll I don't see. watch college football but how can you not watch college because football? Mac has not been back before this year so I did not pay attention to college. Listen, when you're in a relationship, sometimes you have to make certain sacrifices. And for my beautiful wife, not watching eight and four football for four hours every <laughs> who said six when have the Tar Heels been eight and four? <laughs> I would I would give my right nut for eight and four. Like what team are you watching? <laughs> and then they're going to the Meineke Car Care Bowl at eight and four. That La was the ACC championship. Da. That was the ACC championship a couple years ago. <laughs> I'm that out. is true. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I know. I know. He, but Josh already gave up his left nut apparently to get that ACC championship. It was the right one. Thank <laughs> you, sir. I don't also don't like uh, screaming at like eighteen year old kids that miss field goals. I just hate that. Like, there uh, sucks for them. Like, whatever. I have a problem with people that go on Twitter and like personally tag these kids and say things. Sure. I just can't even believe that people think that that's okay to do. That's as acceptable to yell at some 19 year old kid. People are the worst. I agree. That's it. That's it. And period. Do we want to play a game? Yeah. This sure. sounds like a depressing game though. Eh. Ah, is it? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's definitely depressing. Should we play a different one? We're going to play. So should we bring people behind the paywall, behind the curtain? Last week when we played Cam to K1, um, one of the the last question was, will Cam Newton be the starting quarterback in week one of the 2019 season? I don't remember what Caroline said. What did you say, like Trey Turner? Or like like you were, you were, I think it was a 50-50 coin yeah, flip. 
Right. No, yeah, I was a 50. You, I said oh, yeah. Christian Miller, and then we had a really long discussion, and then um, the internet ate that entire <laughs> discussion. So we ended after, I think, uh, after Shaq Thompson. Um, but then I was going to just carry it over to this week. But now, after the after the IR news, it seems sad. So I don't think that we should – I don't think we should play that game. So what is another game that we could play? Should we just come up with it on the on the air? Yeah, on the fly. What's a what's a game we can play, Colin? How about your basic? Oh, sorry. I know you asked Colin, and then I just screamed in my answer. But isn't that what the show is? Isn't that why people listen? This is this is exactly the content they're here for. Yeah, um, I like your basic. I okay. Can, okay. Okay. I'll go. Uh, can I go last? Uh, can I go second? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Does that mean I? Who has that to means go? you have to go first because you wanted to play. Sure. Um, okay. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of something in the interim for you to do. Listen up. Oh, God. Listen up, Packers fans. Oh. If you're going to come out and you're going to take over another team stadium, and I respect that. I like that a lot. But you got to come harder than with just the big cheese head foam block. There's got to be something. You have to advance the narrative at some point. Like, you you need to just, like, I get it. If you're 60 years old and you're wearing your Brett Favre jersey, eh, maybe you're wearing, like, your Lombardi. Lombardi didn't have a jersey, right? Maybe you're wearing, like, your Bart Starr jersey. You're wearing your uh, what I assume is uh, thick glasses. I have a picture in my head that I'm building. <laughs> you're wearing your cheese head and you're screaming with like an accent and and you're just like you're going over the top. Like just you don't have to be mean to the opposing fans that you're yelling at. That's all I'm saying. Like you could cheer for your team. You should cheer for your team and I respect you for coming out and I certainly respect you for living until you're 75 years old on cheese curds and dark beer. But you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to go out there and be like, well, you know what? Chargers fans. <laughs> you, you can't even fill the stadium. Uh, my accent is all What over. accent is that? I don't know. It started as like a, it's more of like a Wisconsin accent. Is That's it? what they, no, it wasn't. <laughs> have you been to Wisconsin? No. How do they talk in Wisconsin? They kind of talk like, like, <laughs> Like Uper, like no, that's, that's Michigan, Michigan, right? Yeah. yeah, they have the peninsula. No, that's the, the upper Oop- peninsula. The Upas. Yeah, I guess you'll find out this week when you're huddled together for warmth with all of them. When I'm eating cheese curds at the casino, yeah, my baby. wife's definitely not listening to this. So <laughs> she has not made it this far. Anyway, if you're gonna yell at the opposing fan base because they can't fill out their own stadium, you basic. I like that. Do you? Because I don't think it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It worked. I can go. I can go. Okay, you go. Okay. I am very well aware that we are all miserable in this daylight saving time. And it's saving, not savings, by the way. We are all... If you're somebody that points out that it's saving and not savings, then you're basic. I worked in TV for 10 years and I got yelled at a lot of times. You're basic. Uh, this is where I like to say, I could care less. And then you get the person that corrects you and you go, uh, I believe <laughs> that you actually mean you could not care less. And then I say, aha, aha, no, no. 
because this conversation that we just had just took place, and that is the one conversation <laughs> that I would rate below the original conversation. It doesn't matter. It's shorter. It's easier. It rolls off the tongue. If you're one of those people that says, I couldn't care less, I think you mean couldn't care less. It's called an idiom. Get over it. Get a life. Yeah, basic. I feel like I helped you on that. You're welcome. You did. You did. You're welcome. Yeah, I was just, I don't even know where I was going with mine. Basically, I, I, we're all miserable. We don't, we don't need you to tell us 60 times a day on Twitter that you're miserable because of the time change. Hey, also, if you're somebody that's out there saying to yourself, without Cam Newton, I'm not a Panthers fan anymore, you basic. You were never a Panthers fan to begin with. I like that. That's the winner. Josh, where can they find you on the World Wide Webs? You can find me eating wings at uh, Sweet Lou's Barbecue. Um, yes. And in second place, I would give my um, Queen City Q had a nice wing. Um, Chipotle apricot. Yes, agreed. It was so good. I did not expect that. Um, you can actually catch me eating salad for the next two weeks to try and recover from that um, <laughs> wing extravaganza or on Twitter at Josh Klein Rules. Avoiding people who are telling me how much of an asshole I am for saying that Cam Newton is probably not going to play in Carolina anymore. I don't think you're an asshole. Those are our two cusses in less than 10 seconds. I do, but just some of the time. Uh, people can find me at Colin C. That doesn't have anything to do with football. No. Should I do a quick Green Bay um, preview? Yeah. Uh, listen, Aaron Jones, uh, now that Aaron Rodgers has his running back, they are going to be in trouble. And, uh, no, Aaron Jones is pretty good at football. I think that if they can't stop the run, they're going to be in real trouble. And, uh, honestly, I made it as a joke before, but if Devontae Adams is going to play and James Bradbury's not, it's a fine matchup for Ross Cockerell, but it's not great, It's maybe. not ideal. The Packers had trouble with the with Melvin Ingram in the, the front of San Diego. San Diego? No. L.A. <laughs> last, uh, last week, can this Panthers – Defensive front that we think is good, leading you know leading the league in sacks. Can can they get after Rodgers the way that the Chargers did? Because that's what uh, that's what made the Chargers successful last week. Yeah, I thought it was really uh, one of the interesting questions that got asked in the press conference yesterday. Was somebody said like, "Is it better or worse that the that the Chargers beat the pants off the Packers <sighs> yeah. yesterday?" And Ron took like a solid five seconds to think about it, and then he was like, "Well, I don't know." And it was like, "Come on, man!" I thought you, <laughs> like. You took your time thinking about it. I thought for sure you were gonna. You had like a. You had like a an answer that you were gonna right. give. But I, I think that honestly, I think that the game plan should be the same for the Packers, the Saints, the Redskins, the Falcons. Every single game from here on out, it is Christian McCaffrey. The everything runs through Christian McCaffrey. You should be running play action on every single play, and make make somebody other than their best player hurt beat you so don't make Aaron Rodgers beat you make Aaron Jones beat you so have the nickel coverage in and and force them to run the ball because if you're gonna if Aaron Jones is gonna run for 250 yards you're gonna lose but if Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw if you're gonna let Aaron Rodgers kind of sit back there and take his time it's gonna be bad news gotta get after Rodgers we can't say bye to Joe because he left already, but this has been One Day Contract, part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Joe Person, your One Day Contract is up, and it was a while ago, but again, it's up. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, tremendous time here with all you folks. Oh, see, that's how it sounds. Good job. Everybody else, we'll see you next episode. I know you want me, baby. I think I want you, too.
think I love you too. I'm here to save you, girl. Come be in Shady's world. I wanna grow together. Let's let our love unfurl.